0: Hello, and welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hello, everyone, Buddy C. I'd like to welcome Craig and Marla and Kate. Glad to have you all today, guys. Y'all have a good uh, Thanksgiving?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: It was nice, wasn't it? It was nice, yeah. My family wasn't in town, so we had a kind of a laid-back Thanksgiving. And uh, my daughter is; uh, she's in college, and she went over she went to Spain to visit her cousin, and so she's been gone through Thanksgiving. So I am going to ride over to UGA today and have lunch with her. So I am looking forward to that. So, but uh, it's all good times; all good. Uh, Got a good response from last week's uh, uh, quote meeting. Mm -hmm. Also, Craig, on you asked me a question last week about a quote from when I was on the uh, sober pod with Carl and I found it and I want to share it real quick with y'all because it's on resentments actually is what it is. Chapter 79.
1: 79.
0: And it, it was actually the Wayne Dyer translation that we were talking about. So that was actually the translation that I think where you were talking, where you heard, heard that. It says after a bitter quarrel, some resentment remains. What can one do about it? Being content with what you have is always best in the end. Someone must must risk returning injury with kindness or hostility will never turn to goodwill. So the wise always gives without expecting gratitude. I think this is the part you were talking about, Craig. Yes one with virtue always seeks a way to give the one who lacks true virtue always seeks a way to get to the giver comes the fullness of life to the taker just an empty hand so that was the one you were looking for right
2: that's the one yeah yeah that just that that's that spoke to me but I couldn't I couldn't really remember
0: yeah yeah it's 79 in the translation that that Wayne Dyer uses in uh change your thoughts, change your life, in the book of the Dow commentary that he did. So I want to clear that up. Anything else, questions from last week or anything that we can talk about? Anybody have anything or any feedback? Okay. I do want to talk about, we did get another iTunes review, and it was for us. It says, wow, great stuff. Another five-star by Evolving Opal. Listen to this podcast, On My Way Into the City. And my whole drive and day changed. I promise we did not pay for this. This is my experience with the Dow and 15 minutes into this podcast. I could feel the value of adding this into my recovery and my life. Can't wait to hear more! Exclamation so, point. Yeah, that's good stuff, isn't it? Well, she said, wow, great stuff. So yeah, that's good. He or she, it sounds like an opal. I guess that's a woman, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get started today. Uh, we're talking about the twenty-first chapter of the Tao Te Ching. Kate, I will get you to to read for us.
3: Okay. All right. The greatest virtue is to follow Tao and Tao alone. The Tao is elusive and intangible. Oh, it is intangible and elusive, and yet within is image. Oh, it is elusive and intangible, and yet within is form. Oh, it is dim and dark and yet within is essence. This essence is very real, and therein lies faith. From the very beginning until now, its name has never been forgotten. Thus I perceive the creation. How do I know the ways of creation? Because of this. So the second translation, the master keeps her mind always at one with the Tao. That is what gives her radiance. The Tao is ungraspable. How can her mind be at one with it? Because she doesn't cling to ideas. The Tao is dark and unfathomable. How can it make her radiant? Because she lets it. Since before time and space were, the Tao is. It is beyond is and is not. How do I know this is true? I look inside myself and see. The third translation. The greatest virtue you can have comes from following only the Tao, which takes a form that is intangible and evasive. Even though the Tao is intangible and evasive, we are able to know it exists. Intangible and evasive, yet it has a manifestation. Secluded and dark, yet there is a vitality within it. Its vitality is very genuine. Within it, we can find order. Since the beginning of time, the Tao has always existed. It is beyond existing and not existing. How do I know where creation comes from? I look inside myself and see it. In the modern translation, a master stays focused on the on Dao, nothing else, just Dao. But you can't pin Dao down. You can't even see it. How are you supposed to focus on something like that? Just remember what Lao Tzu said. The universe began as a void. The void fills with images. Images lead to the creation of objects and every object has Dao at its core. That's the way it's been ever since the world began. How can I be so sure? I just know.
0: What what spoke to y'all out of that?
3: To me, it seems
1: to be the very essence of a higher power, and that it is. You know, I I know in my experience when looking for a higher power, it is intangible and hard to grasp. There's there's no physical evidence, but yet. It's there, we know it's there there's and, and I actually equate that to the soul also. we know it's there, you can't feel it, touch it, taste it, but it's there.
0: Why do you think it's intangible and evasive that that doesn't sound that you know the the third translation, and mm-hmm. so someone did have a question, these are actual translations, not commentaries, so these are are uh different translations of the Tao Te ching so um this is such an old language that um it's not that changed sometime after uh, uh sometime in the first 1000 AD sometime in i think like 5 or 600 AD it changed uh so a lot of the words don't mean the same thing in modern chinese so mm-hmm. it's um it's difficult to translate so that's why there's so many varied uh, words used to mean different things. So, uh, you know, the first one, ta- You know, the first two. Now, well, elusive, intangible, and elusive, ungraspable, um, intangible, and evasive. And what? How does the last guy say those same words? Uh, I, I don't. I don't see it can't pin it down i thought what was interesting is in the second one it says the dial is ungraspable how can her mind be at one with it because she doesn't cling to ideas
2: if she doesn't cling to ideas does that mean that once she's once it could it could it be like a puzzle once once she solves one part of a puzzle she moves on to another part and doesn't hold on to it. sure why
1: not or not clinging to the idea of what exactly a higher power is.
0: Because I mean, he says right after that, she says, I'm going to share the screen with y'all again. I, I sent you the link, so if you wanted to pull it up on your computer, it might be easier to read. Um, the Tao is dark and unfathomable. How can it make her radiant? Because she lets it.
1: I love
0: that. I do too. That second one really speaks to me, the Mitchell translation. Uh, and then the bottom says the the last stanza since before time and space where the Tao is it's beyond is and is not.
2: <laughs> that sounds like something you would say. That that's that's yeah. It's it's simple, but it's not easy. It's, yeah, exactly. It um, is
0: and is not.
2: It it's yeah. everything. Yeah, and on, on, only you can do this, but you can't do it alone. And it says, how do you know this?
0: How do you know it's true? And the answer's the same. You look inside. You look Your inside. intuition. Yes.
1: You feel you it.
0: Yes. You know that you know that you know, right? Yes. You know that you know that you know. So us going places to look to find truth, that's really not necessary, is it?
1: <laughs> no.
0: We have to look within.
1: And so what about the, the newcomer who's who cannot fathom what a higher power is? What do you tell them? Follow the dow.
0: <laughs> first thing first thing I tell them is, well, first you've got to change your thinking because if your thinking worked, we would not be talking right. <laughs> so Thinking. It depends on who I'm talking to, but I'm keep the language down. Your thinking is screwed. <laughs> you do not. You need to quit that. Stop thinking.
1: <laughs> Stop thinking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then your problems, right? <laughs> so, I, you know, I think the problem is we have so much self and ego clouding our way to see inside. We're not able to see inside. Um When I know that the steps for me help to clear that way, so that I could start seeing more and seeing having more peace about things and and living simpler and getting rid of you know the the selfishness and the dishonesty and the resentments and the fear and all those things that the steps help with, and then once I got that uh, that more vertical relationship. Clear. then I started taking care of these horizontal relationships with other people and getting rid of those same things in those relationships. And when I did, there's a new book I'm reading. Uh, it's uh, Hawkins on letting go, the pathway to surrender. And he talks about that once we get all of those things out of the way, the only thing left is love. And we automatically start loving people and serving people and doing for people when we get all that anger and resentment and ego out of the way. That's what letting go is all about. So that's part of what this is talking about, especially in the second translation, I think, is that how does this work for her? She lets it. How many times have I, I can look back in my life and see things didn't work for me because I wouldn't let them. I had to control I had to, you know, stay in charge. Uh, I had a, you know, fear or resentment or something that, that, you know, that was, you know, that I was babying that I wouldn't, you know, let go of. And in doing so, uh, I was not letting God do for me. Wasn't letting God do for me. So I don't, uh, and I think it's just that simple, you know, I really, really do, um, I guess a question we could ask with that would be uh, what's blocking us from looking inside, you know, what's some strategies and tools we can use to help us to to let these things go, to let God do for us, to let the Tao work in our life, to, to you get down to the causes and conditions. If you want to use AA lingo, you know, they said that we had to get down to the causes and conditions, you know, that alcohol was just a symptom. And uh, that's, what, that's what the whole thing's about for me, is getting, getting all that cleared out of the way so that uh,
1: I can hear what's inside. Mm-hmm. You know? that's, that is tough. How, how do you do it? You really, you, ha- you really have to change your way of thinking. That's where it starts. It doesn't automatically happen just giving it up to your giving it up to the Tao. No, not at all. Not it at all. It doesn't just happen. Mm-mm. If and, it did, everyone that
0: wanted to get sober would be sober and never have another problem. I mean, because, you know, I, I was a selfish person and it took enough uh, pain and suffering for me to finally surrender in such a way that I was able to get help from a higher power to be powerless enough to be able to receive enough help that I would not drink when the time came. Mm-hmm. So now I'm wanting to have that same surrender and everything else. And that's what this is talking about is that how does the Tao work for her, the, the sage? Uh she lets it. She just lets it. She surrenders. Is that not surrender? Completely.
1: Completely. (laughs) Oh. And you know, you know, just knowing that this was written several thousand years ago, um, yeah, the the day-to-day life that we have living in the Western world, it's Nearly impossible to clear your mind of everything. It's you know because even driving causes angst and anger and anxiety <laughs> just driving.
0: I think that we can uh, we can live in a in a greater peace though and not have to be in angst in some of those situations.
1: Um, right, it is our response.
0: Yeah, and I don't know. That is so simple. How does it work? It doesn't have 10 steps to make it work,
1: right?
0: Just one, there's three words. She lets it (laughs) peace in three words
2: or two words.
1: Just let it happen.
2: Let it. (laughs) It's like it's like talking to a kid. How did that happen? It just did. You know, Just let it. I mean,
0: I can just think for me, but if y'all think about during your day, how many times that we block what's going on and don't just let it. I mean, it happens for me. I'm starting to see it more, but it still happens so much that I could just let it. You know, I don't have to stick my fingers in it. I don't have to get involved they don't need my opinion about everything
1: i can just let it happen yeah same with traffic it's you know it's beyond our control it's beyond my control i'm fixing to you know
0: go through atlanta here after you know going over to athens and i'm going to go through all the traffic and all that on my bike and i've learned to uh to just move around and go you know i don't try to push people and get you know but that is such a I have to be very right-sized to go into that, too. (laughs) Uh, And I have a little Krusty the Clown on the back of my motorcycle that's a bobblehead. (laughs) So anyone out there, if you see a big BMW with the Krusty the Clown on the back, zoom by, it's me, okay? Uh, But one reason I leave that on is because I know a lot of people have cameras, and it causes me to drive a little better and not be so aggressive. (laughs) Because I have a tendency to get aggressive when I when I ride my bike, especially in a rally where I've got to make time, and uh, so I I know that I could be filmed at any moment, so I, <laughs> I can be very easily identified. So, uh, but that you know, I, I think that though we can be at peace no matter what's going on, though I really do, you know, I when, can do believe that whether it's traffic or dealing with family or dealing with anything, because it's an internal let. you know, it's I an
3: think- internal thing. But if you I'm looking at the the last translation and I don't know if it's a similar section but it says every object has Tao at its core. And I think that um we have to kind of remember that when we're getting wrapped up in everything that everything does have Tao at its core. So I don't know. That kind of calms me thinking that. Does that make any sense?
0: Yeah. It does.
3: You know, kind of putting it more in the big picture. So when everything is kind of overwhelming and kind of getting preoccupied with everything, just every object has Tao at its core, it's like, well, we're all part of this big thing.
0: So we're all part of the body. You know, if we think about it like that, that we're all part of this body of everything. We're all connected. Let's say your arm is damaged. You break your arm. Okay, I break my forearm. Okay, the way I get nutrition and care to my forearm is not by injecting things into my, you know, in my forearm. It comes from the rest of the body, the blood, the flow. Everything comes from the rest of the body.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, mm-hmm. me, if I looked at me that way, I, I do not get just sus- sustenance for me, nutrition for me. It it ha- it usually comes from other people. <laughs> it comes from the body, you know. And that that's one mm-hmm. thing that recovery does for me. Yeah. You know, when when I have issue, it's not me and God. It's me and whoever else I'm working with or talking to or my sponsor and God. Because, you know, like page 84 that we talk about a lot. You know, when we have an issue come up, we have resentment, fear, dishonesty. uh, What's the fourth one? Uh, Selfishness. When we have those things come up, we ask God to remove it. We tell somebody about it immediately. You know, make an amend and then go help someone. So two of those three or two of those four have to do with having other people involved in our life. <laughs> mm-hmm. So and, and I think it's the same. You know, how, what would be some practical ways that I could let go and let God? And if you wanted to use that kind of verbiage,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, who can I help? What can I do for someone else? Is a great way for me to let things go. And then another thing for me is to surrender to whatever it is I'm holding on to. Uh, I've got a new practice from reading that Letting Go book, actually, um, that I instead of just saying I'm powerless over something, I will surrender to it. I surrender to this fear. I surrender to this person. Not just surrender to God, but I surrender to the person. Then I follow it up with I love that person. You know, and, and then that really helps me to let it go. And I think that is part, one aspect of this, you know, how does it work? They let, She lets it, you know. Not clinging to ideas, not clinging to, to I'll have it figured out and that can't be right. You know, not clinging to my old ideas but being open-minded and know that I don't have all the answers. I don't have any of the answers, really. I'm open to any answers. I mean, I can just I can listen to you, you know. I try to be open to everything. Have to be. That's part of what this is teaching us, I think. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
0: agree. Hmm, that's good stuff. And there, there's something in that last one too, Kate, that I saw that I know. I mean, even even less, and that is talking about the void. And the fact that we're when we're empty, talking about the emptiness
3: mm-hmm.
0: and that when we're empty that that's in well it's in, in our emptiness that we have use, you know that we've learned from the other the other uh chapters we've read, and there's something to do with that void and that emptiness that uh gosh, we haven't even scratched the surface of that at all um, yeah i mean it's um and that's a big part of this too. Is learning to be empty, learning uh, to—it's okay not to have the answers. It's okay to let it happen and not and not you know think you have it figured out. Uh, Someone said about the you know music, what makes music is the space between the notes. Mm -hmm. Mhm. Mhm. So without space, it's no there's no music. You know, there's all kinds of things that relate to that that we are not even. I mean scratch the surface of that even less than this other you know i mean we're just you know i mean it's it's just so far but uh but there's something there there's really something there about the void and the emptiness that uh that we don't we don't know anything about or i don't think so that's good stuff y'all ready to read some commentaries sure um how about uh the derrick lynn craig do you mind going ahead and reading that for us
2: Yep, so the Derek Lynn commentary, the appearance of great virtue follows all the doubt. The doubt as a thing seems indistinct, seems unclear. So unclear, so undistinct, within it there is an image. So indistinct, so unclear, within it there is substance. So deep, so profound, within it there is essence. Its essence is supremely real. Within it, there is faith from ancient times to the present. its name never departs to observe the source of all things, how do I know the nature of the source with no. this um, so a couple of the, uh, a couple of the, the, the notes in the commentaries um, he mentions uh, instinct and unclear um, these are used several times in this chapter. they refer to the mysteries of the Tao. We find the great unknown at the heart of existence. No matter how we probe it, total understanding eludes us. Every time we solve one puzzle, another presents itself. Um, Which I read into the the, the other one as well. It's like solving a problem and something else comes up. Um, One of the mysteries of the Tao is the essence of life. How exactly does life arise from inorganic, lifeless material? This is something we still do not understand. How exactly did we, life forms not so different from others on this planet, become self-aware? This is another mystery that seems forever to remain just one step beyond comprehension. Uh, And the third one's a bit longer. The concept of the doubt originated well before the beginning of recorded history. It is far more ancient than most people realize. What is it about the doubt that gives it such lasting power? The only thing we can be sure of is that it's not a passing fad or temporary fixation. It's the enduring and eternal truth. Perhaps the answer to one of the mysteries above is that we are not life forms that have become self-aware. Perhaps it's the other way around. We are entities of pure consciousness that have learned how to manifest in the physical universe through the workings of life. If this is true of us, then it's also true of the people around us. Let's put this idea to the test. When you interact with others, see them not as physical bodies but as spiritual energy. How does this change the way you feel about them? Being part of the body, right? That like we were talking about.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, being all connected, all. You know, you can't, you can't, you know, cut your toe off because you think it's ugly. <laughs> you need that toe. <laughs> You know, I mean, uh, what if we started thinking of other people in the same way? You know, I could wish ill of anyone if if they're part of the whole. You know.
1: Mm -hmm. Wait. Okay, never mind. (laughs) It's okay. Is your head
0: exploding, Marla? What's the yes? <laughs> that was a that was a Marla head
1: explosion. you guys <laughs> didn't hear that.
2: <laughs> I think I think what I'm reading into that is that things just are.
1: Yeah, things just
2: are. There, is, the reason, there, there is there is no reason for it. That says well, why is that red? Well, because it is. It's red because it's red. Why is the sky blue? Because it's blue. It just is. Why is that guy driving slower than I am? Why is that guy got a crusty clown on the back of his bike? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this is saying see other people more as uh, just spiritual beings rather than physical bodies.
2: Yeah, rather than just rather than just physical people, just just as. Uh, I've I've thought about this sometimes, just just the way that I think. Why do I think the way that I think and do other people think the way that I think as well? And what makes me think the way that I think? Um, It's it's, it's just the way that I am, and that's just the way that other people are as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't influence what someone else is going to think. No more than I can influence the colour that something's going to be. so I, I can see where they're coming from, see it, see it as a, a spiritual entity rather than a, a physical entity. Think of it as a, as a mind, not just not not as a body. Um, and there's a source at the, at the center of that mind that just is.
0: Yeah, I, I think another way of saying that that I've heard before, Marla, is we're not a body that has a soul. We're a soul that has a body or a spirit that has a body. Yeah, i heard that. Yeah, you know, perhaps, and this was the phrase that he was talking about that. Perhaps the answer to one of the mysteries above is that we are not life forms that have become self-aware. Perhaps it's the other way around. We're entities of pure consciousness that have learned how to manifest in the physical universe through the workings of life. So we are a spirit that has a body, not a body that has a spirit, I guess is a way to say that. That would make sense. It certainly takes the ego out of everything, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Yes. I mean, if we could live in light of that, that would allow that letting it to happen to be a lot easier and a, and, and a lot more possible.
2: It's just a phase that the soul goes through. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> well, that's exactly what the la- the last translation says. The universe began as a void. The void fills with images. Images lead to the creation of objects, and every object has Tao at its core. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. So we're sort of going from the—I mean, the images are kind of the the spiritual, and then the spiritual turns into being people. But every per, every person we're around still has the Tao at its core.
0: That's what. What's if you look at it from a uh, uh, a Christian perspective, uh, the kingdom of God is in you, among you. That was a big. Uh, that was a big Jesus teaching. He taught all about the kingdom,
2: mm-hmm. and,
0: the, and the and that the kingdom was there. And what Christians don't understand, he was saying that to 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 Jewish to the Jewish population before, you know, it, before there was any Jesus belief as far as anything New Testament. All of that is pre. <laughs> so so it, it, I think he was talking to more than just if, if someone is going to, you know, have a Christian belief that that was just for them. No, I don't think so. You know, I think it's more inclusive than that. And, uh, you know, the, the kingdom of God's within you is what he said then, not later, but at that moment. So and that's what they're saying here. Same thing. Same thing.
1: And then the Buddha as well. Yes. It's all within. God is within.
0: And everything we're seeking is within. We think it's out here. Isn't yeah. it strange though that we're looking out here for all the answers and how that is so similar to when we start uh working the steps and getting rid of these resentments and fears. It is so easy to blame what's out here, <laughs> not to look within for that. Yeah. You no, know, we wanna we wanna blame something outside of us that we're it's not our you know, it's not our problem, it's their problem. You know, and then we learn that if we're upset in any way, there's something in us that needs to change. That just reinforces the fact that this is all an inside job, every bit of it.
2: Well, that's just that, that, that's just answered the question that Marla had to start with how do you how'd you explain to the newcomer that it's all sort of new just tell listen to episode twenty one <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: all you have to do
0: yeah that's yeah. it yeah, that'll I, answer all your problems yeah, that's it. all right, so how about the Wayne Dyer commentary and translation you got that Marla
1: yeah, I could read just from the book. Yeah, please. So the 21st verse, the greatest virtue is to follow the Tao and the Tao alone. The Tao is elusive and intangible. Although formless and intangible, it gives rise to form. Although vague and elusive, it gives rise to shapes. Although dark and obscure, it is the spirit, the essence, the life breath of all things. Throughout the ages, its name has been preserved in order to recall the beginning of all things. How do I know the ways of all things at the beginning? I look inside myself and see what is within me. So where should we start here? Living the... Pardon
0: me? I said you're in control. Where do you want to start?
1: Living the elusive paradox. (laughs) Here in the 21st verse of the Tao Te Ching, Lao Tzu takes us back to the book's very first premise, living the mystery. He has returned to the idea's definition and virtue and reaffirmed it with greater clarity and precision. In this lesson, he not only asks us to become conscious of the elusive nature of the Tao, a principle that simply cannot be pinned down or experienced with the senses, but to also validate the awareness by recognizing ourselves as examples of this elusive paradox, we read the concluding lines of this important verse. How do I know the ways of all things at the beginning? I look inside myself and see what is within me. Now go all the way back to your own beginning. How did you get here? I don't mean from a droplet or particle of human protoplasm. Go even before that. Quantum physics teaches that particles emerge from an invisible and formless energy field. So all creation, including our own, is a function of mo- motion. From formless energy to form, from spirit to body, from a nameless Tao to, the, to a named object. The process of creation, along with the theme of understanding eternal namelessness, runs throughout the Tao Te Ching. This is the elusive paradox that you're invited to contemplate, allow, and experience. You can know it by examining your own nature and recognizing that same principle that creates everything is animating your every thought and action. Huh. Let's do an exercise. Right now, make a simple decision to move your index finger. Now wiggle your toes. Now lift your arm. Finally, ask yourself, what is it that allows me to make these movements? In other words, what is it that allows you to see shapes and colors? Um, Just as an aside, I'm a yoga teacher. We're always talking about the breath. And there's almost everything in the body where you know where it comes from, what purpose it has, but you don't know where the breath originated from. We don't know how the breath originated. And yet, we need the breath to live. That's, it kind of feels like that. What is what is what it all is is formless and nameless. Yes, it is vague. Yes, it is obscure. And when you begin to see the world in this manner, you begin knowing that aspect of yourself. This is what Lao Tzu describes as the life breath of all things, and it needn't remain a mystery. You have the same eternal down inside of you, and you apply it in a million times a day. It is within you, it is you. That should be enough. It is within you and it is you. Mm. That's the Tao. So if we can just continually remind ourselves that we really were here for some freakish reason of chemistry, biochemistry, science, you know, Big Bang, whatever, we're all really, we all come from the same little, Protoplasm
0: I like this line uh, that says you can know it by examining your own nature and recognizing that the same principle that creates everything mm-hmm. is animating every thought and action that's letting it isn't it
1: so i let's say you're equating that with the the galaxies and you know how stars are born and die and uh, how the universe. Um, is constantly reforming and reinventing itself is that us do, are we that universe as well do we is our our brain our bodies do we work the same way that the universe
0: I think in the way that we we confuse um, what our job is because we get tied up in I've got to make a living. I've got to do this. I've got to make sure my children don't get screwed up while they're growing up. I've got to make sure, you know, I've got all these things that I think are my job to do Mm -hmm. and they're not, you know, my job, like as a father is to be the best father I can and love my children. It's not, I have to, I have to have a level of trust that if I turn them over to my higher power and I do everything I can do, that everything else is going to work out like it's supposed to work out. Uh, Same with my work, same with everything. So, you know, it's that effortless effort, I think. You know, we've emphasized, we think about, when we think of effortless effort, we think about the effortless part, not the effort part. (laughs)
1: How can I do this with the least amount of effort and
0: work? Yeah, you mean don't work. I said, No, I didn't mean that at all. You know, there's a lot of effort that goes into being effortless. It is still effort, you know. And I think it's the same thing as getting in flow with the Tao, you know, not fighting the current. You know, going with the current instead of against it. You know, and getting rid of the things in our life that are stopping us from going with the current. You know, what are those things that you know, that we're not letting, you know, and then getting rid of those things, you know, learning how to let in those, in those blocks that we have. And I think that expansion of the universe is, is our higher power taking care of us. Okay. And, and what we have to do is look inside and trust that that expansion of the universe is at work within us in the very same way and taking care of us in the very same way. That's the letting, I think.
2: Yeah, the the Wayne Dyer commentary goes on a little bit further. Um, Just a little bit down, it says, Communicate with the source regularly. Ask for its guidance and meditate on its sacredness. The more you practice benevolent reverence for the invisible Tao, the more you'll feel connected to it. The presence of a known connection with the Tao will release you from the worry, stress, and anxiety that are ego's way of looking at the world. While others around you may stay focused on the pursuit of wealth, fame, and power, you'll notice it and smile compassionately as you practice being a state of appreciation for the life breath of all things, including yourself. You'll feel safe and secure knowing that you're in the divine partnership with all-knowing, all-providing, and So again, it's basically saying just just let go and accept, accept things for what they are. Um, I think we've discussed the we've discussed the pursuit of we've discussed the pursuit of virtue um in other means um and I think what that goes on to saying is you know if, if you take your time and just appreciate what what you've got for what it is you're gonna get more out of what you have rather than rather than striving for the things that not so much things that you don't deserve but more most, most of the things that you don't really need
0: you meditation really helps with this, I think.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Self-reflection, gratitude. gratitude would
1: be a for, me, for me, meditation is the only way to do this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: To sit, to set aside some time to think about what you need to think about and to process.
0: And For me, that's sacrificing the most important or well, what I feel is the most important part of my day. Giving the part of the day that I think I like part of my work day really that's what works best for me the time of the day I thinks most productive that I really like to work that's the time I need to put toward meditation for me because that's kind of a sacrifice you know that's a saying this is important you know this okay. is this is the source not what I can you know because I love getting my work done early in the morning I love getting up getting all of my stuff done super early uh, real productive just you know, and, and so I said, you know, that's the time I need to give. I had a sponsee that said that he meditates. So when he says, well, when I'm using the bathroom in the morning, I said, what? I said, that's your meditation time. I said, why? Because you can't do anything else. You're going to use that time for your, for your prayer time, you know. (laughs) I, we use different words than that, but that's the gist of it, you know. And, uh, and I said, come on, man. I said, take what you feel is the most valuable part of your day and try giving that one day and see if it doesn't make a difference, you know. Yeah. Just, give something. Don't just, you know, that that's not giving anything. I said, that's just time you can't spend doing anything. Oh, well, I'm taking a shit, so I guess I'll give this time to God, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't do anything else, you know. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm like, come on, man, you know. So uh, anyway, we had a, I had a good time with that one. But uh, for me, giving that time that I feel is important is is a big part of that because that's me letting go in several ways. <laughs> you know, I'm letting go. Of thinking, <laughs> I did not mean, no pun intended. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yes, but, you, you know, if that's your fault, Craig. You started laughing. I didn't even think that too. you started laughing. But
2: uh, I just know. thought that you sign for the bathroom meditation and oh, programs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've moved on past the bathroom now. We're talking about the most valuable part of my – what I feel is my most productive part of the day. So when I'm working and I want to – that's time that I, if I give that time, that really helps me in that. Something else that helps me with letting go, and I've learned this recently too, is instead of the thing that I'm not letting go of, if I can figure out the payoff for not letting go. What is the payoff?
1: Yeah, it's usually negative results.
0: (laughs) And letting go of the payoff. Because let's say I hold a resentment against a person because... Uh, of pride, maybe that uh, that I you know that I feel uh, that I have anger every time at a particular place because I have a pride that I'm better than someone or some other thing that's that's there. When I dig down and ride it out and work it like a forty step, really, and I do that with my sponsor and I'll work it out. I'll start seeing the real reasons behind what how I'm feeling. Like uh, I, I may have shared this on here. Uh, My son didn't go to college, and I was very angry about it. He could have went, and um, he didn't. And I was very angry, and I could not get over that anger. And I went to my sponsor, and I said, why in the world am I so angry about this? I just can't get over it. The regular praying, you know, all the tools that we normally use, you know, praying for him, doing, just was not working. I said, there's something here. And so when I got to looking at the payoff. What was really behind that was that uh, my pride was behind that because it wasn't I was angry at him. I was embarrassed that he wasn't going. So until I got to that embarrassment and let go of that, I couldn't let go of the anger. So it just went away. The anger went away once I acknowledged the embarrassment and the pride, you know? So I don't know if that makes sense, but mm-hmm. drilling down past. Whatever the initial, what you're seeing is, you know, and drilling down past that, you know, uh you can see that uh you know, a lot of times we can see what's behind it. And if I can let go of that and surrender to whatever that is, everything else just seems to let go, too.
1: Oh, that sounds
0: wonderful. Huh? Anything else, guys? on this. There there's a lot of good stuff here. We've covered some good territory. I'm looking over my notes. Uh this has to do with guidance and intuition and and trusting that voice within and Okay guys, anything else or are y'all good?
1: We're all good. I'm good. You're good. Everybody's grinning
0: for some reason. Why are y'all grinning? <laughs> I wanna say that Craig sent us something. Why did he send us? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the toilet
0: with on the back of the toilet seat says "Let it go." Okay, really thank you. Oh, you you
2: posted that? Who did you? Oh yeah, it was me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I tried to blame somebody else, but then I thought my name's on it. Yeah, it was. me <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, so I said, who posted that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, if that's it, we'll call it a week. Everyone good?
1: Yeah, yep, we're
0: good. All right, well, next week we'll move to the 22nd chapter then. I have no idea what it's about, but we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> I bet it'll have something to do with letting go in some <laughs> way. Good <Could be. laughs> <laughs> Well, y'all have a great week. Bye. See you. Care.